0: 84 LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithloo.com or call 844 648 4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. President Donald Trump is now under almost constant and daily attack, as always by the Marxist DIMS and the corporatist, globalist national media. But the assault is now in courtrooms up and down the East Coast, Marxist strongholds from Florida to Georgia to Washington, D.C. to New York, where the president faced corrupt Marxist Attorney General Letitia James, who's prosecuted the president now for years. Trying to bar Trump from ever doing business in New York to pay a quarter billion dollars in fines. There is absolutely no victim, no money taken or lost, but pure political persecution of President Trump. Last week, a Marxist judge, Arthur Engeron, ruled that Donald Trump defrauded banks and insurers while building his real estate empire. The judge's decision was on facts, made by the judge. No jury in the case this the same alleged charge for which the Marxist him attorney general failed to win a criminal indictment. President Trump talked with the media before heading into the courtroom. Trump told reporters this is just a continuation of the rogue witch hunt by Letitia James and which he's had to fight for years and says these orders to persecute him are coming straight down from Joe Biden's Department of Justice.
1: This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time we have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction one 100 a tiny fraction of what they actually are we have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get trump before she even knew anything about me she used this to run for governor she failed in her attempt to run for governor she had virtually no polling She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam. It's a sham. Just so you know, my financial statements are phenomenal. They are actually less in terms of the numbers used than the actual net worth. The actual net worth is substantially more. No bank was affected. No bank was hurt. They don't even know why they have to be involved. And they've so testified. They can't believe that they're involved because they were paid back on time. There were no defaults. There were no problems. And it was like a perfect client. In the meantime, people are being murdered all over the sidewalks of New York. There was no victim here. The banks were represented by the best, biggest, most prestigious law firms in the state of New York, actually in the country. Some of the biggest and best law firms. In all cases, the biggest and best law firms. That's who represented them. The banks got back their money. Again, there was never a default. There was never a problem. Everything was perfect. There was no crime. The crime is against me, because we have a corrupt district attorney, but we have a corrupt attorney general. And it all comes down from the DOJ. They're totally coordinated. this in Washington, because I'm leading. I'm the leading candidate. I'm leading Biden by 10 points. And I'm leading the Republicans by 50 and 60 points. That's pretty much, they say, over. I never accept that, but they say it's over. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Our country's gone to hell. We have a country that's in decline, serious decline. We have a man running our country who has no clue, doesn't know what he's doing. And you know it better than anybody because you have to cover him. What they've done with open borders, what they've done with interest rates and taxes, it's a disgrace. So what we have here is an attempt to hurt me in an election.
0: President Trump is in the fight of his life against these corrupt Marxist stems, whether Letitia James or the Biden regime, all to stop Donald Trump from returning to the White House. President Trump is far from the only innocent American who faces corrupt and weaponized government one way or another, we all do. Take, for example, our friend Mike Lindell. He's been under attack from both the federal government and marxist dim corporations. Over the last two years, Lindell was sued by two voting companies for challenging the integrity of the 2020 election, seeking damages from both Lindell and his company, MyPillow. Just last week, Lindell was informed by American Express that his credit line, which was in great standing, was being cut from $1 million to just $100,000 without explanation. And just yesterday, Mike said he's now under an IRS audit for alleged unlawful employment practices.
2: The last couple of weeks I've sat through depositions for these machine companies. They attack my pillow, which is an employee-owned company. And it's amazing, Steve, all these machine companies get protected. Nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to, uh, all these frivolous lawsuits out there took so much of my time away from my pillow. Uh, and, and believe me, I don't like sitting through depositions, but it's disgusting. Now we're getting an audit. We have an audit coming against my pillow. All this stuff—they're just attacking. And and, uh, I, and yeah, and you brought hold, up the my Hold it, hold
3: point. it, hang on, ho, ho, ho. Are you? Hang on, hang on. You're breaking news. You're an IRS. The IRS is auditing you guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know where did that come from? And. Uh, you know, so I, I can't. Do you, do you, but do you think
3: here. are you are you are you are you implying are you implying that you think that this came as a political payback for your efforts to uh, to make sure the 2020 election is sorted out?
2: A hundred percent. It's, you know, we got to get rid of these machines and all I do is get attacked every day for it. And, and it's a, it's a, the pushback that comes from every barrel from my phone being taken by the FBI, now the IRS audit, and my company being attacked every single day. It's, Steve, it's, a, it's an all out assault.
0: Lindell is far from the only influential pro-Trump public figure who's facing attacks from all sides. The world's richest man, Elon Musk, also under attack from the Marxist Dems, for speaking out against the Biden regime. Earlier this year, the SEC announced they were probing Elon Musk's role in Tesla's self-driving cars, accusing Musk of making forward-looking statements about the capabilities of his self-driving cars. Just a few months later, in August, the Department of Justice and SEC announced an investigation of Musk's Project 42, which they claim is a supposed plan to build a secret glass house near his Tesla facility near his Austin, Texas manufacturing facility. Musk is being investigated for a misuse of company funds. And there it goes again. The Biden DOJ also accusing Musk's company SpaceX of hiring bias against refugees. SpaceX maintains that the commercial space company's highly classified assets and top-secret technology require the highest level of security. And that means they have to hire U.S. citizens and permanent residents. And just last week, after Musk spoke out against Biden's wide-open border and his publicized visit to the border, Musk was hit with, once again, another Biden investigation. The latest complaint from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, they're suing Musk now, accusing him of allegedly allowing widespread widespread racist harassment of black employees and retaliating against black workers who spoke out against it. The pattern here gets to be a little obvious, doesn't it? Anyone who speaks out against the Biden regime and the Marxist Dems is sure to be retaliated against. And they want everyone to know it, especially conservatives. Turning now to Capitol Hill, where sparks are flying between Congressman Matt Gates and Speaker McCarthy and his rhino cronies, Gates says he will file a motion to vacate McCarthy's speakership this week for breaking the deal that he made with conservatives when he was elected speaker back in January. Reports are that McCarthy is using a House Ethics Committee complaint against Gates to oust him from the GOP as retribution. It's important to remember that it was McCarthy who broke his promise to pass 12 appropriations bills for a budget to give members 72 hours in which to read proposed legislation. And lastly, it was McCarthy who made a backroom deal with the Marxist Dems over the weekend, a side deal to give money to Ukraine. Gates held up his end of the deal. McCarthy didn't. Gates spoke on the House floor of McCarthy's betrayal.
3: I rise to raise a question. What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? House Democrats and President Biden have said that as Speaker McCarthy was asking Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution so as to avoid having to take the Senate's plus up in Ukraine money that the Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. So, let me get this straight. To extend Joe Biden's spending and Joe Biden's policy priorities, the Speaker of the House gave away to Joe Biden the money for Ukraine that Joe Biden wanted. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money in every negotiation.
0: Gates and his conservative colleagues in the House gave McCarthy the benefit of the doubt in January. They allowed him to become the Speaker of the House, after all. And McCarthy failed. He broke his word. It's just my opinion. But I'm afraid the conservatives now are simply too weak to hold McCarthy accountable for any of his actions. I want to bring in our guest today to get his take on what's going on in the House and what we could expect when McCarthy's continuing resolution expires in 42 days. Joining us now, Congressman Scott Perry. He's the head of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, as always, great to have you with us. This is an extraordinary moment. I mean, everyone seems to be after everyone's hide in the House. Matt Gates wants to take out McCarthy. McCarthy, through the Ethics Committee, seems to want to take out Gates, which I suspect means he wants to take out a few other conservatives as well your thoughts about all of these internecine conflicts.
4: Yeah, Lou, thanks for having me on. None of that helps the American people. Uh, I get the personalities. I get the infractions. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not justified, either one of them. I'm not really sure, um, you know, about all of that or really any of that. But that aside, I think that we as a Congress and we as individual members, I know I certainly am need to focus on, wins for the american people and uh that's a lot more a lot more drama from washington dc that where where does it get it as, at the end matt gates isn't in okay they get a new representative the speaker's not in okay we get a new speaker um again the american people are trying to lou you know this they can't afford their grocery bills their gas bill their electricity bill heaven forbid they're trying to buy a new home or a new car um, they're trying to stay out of jail because they, you know, they think conservative and have the guts to go to a school board meeting and they're worried that the Department of Justice has issued a threat tag on them. I mean, these are real concerns of the American people. They're worried about the border and, uh, and the fact that thousands upon thousands are coming across illegally every day, bringing fentanyl into their community, into their schools. Th- th- those fights in Congress might seem important to the individuals that are having them right now uh, I'd say we' got bigger fish to fry
0: well those those fish to be fried to this point, they aren't even lukewarm uh, they're not even in the pan, in the pan uh, I mean the border is an outrage, yeah. Right. Uh, it's clear. Uh, look at the spending that's going on. We're talking seven trillion dollars. We're talking right. three trillion dollars in deficits, and including uh, interest on the debt. Right. We're talking about madness right now. A Congress that is impeaching the president of the United States. Uh, call it what you will. The Congre- the the impeachment inquiry. The inquiry, right? All, we're all not of that yet,
4: nonsense. But we're headed there. Well, yeah,
0: you better be because the you evidence
4: is certainly headed there. Yeah.
0: The evidence is clear right now that this man in the White House is, first of all, illegitimate. Secondly, that he is a corrupt crook. And thirdly, that his family has benefited, uh, uh, obviously, from Hunter Biden's dealings. So uh, and we look at the cover ups, whether it's an Department of Justice, whether it yeah, is. Right. Uh, I mean, we go through the list. Right. How in the world could he not be impeached? But the question is. At the same time, the rhinos in your conference want to give him every damn dime that he asked for in a crazy budget. This from an impaired president, a puppet president, uh, and a corrupt president. And somebody is embarrassed to challenge, to confront the the Biden White House on this crazy, outrageous uh, budget. I, I mean, I don't understand this.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely you're absolutely right lou and that is the circumstance and you've been covering this for a long time but your your viewers might not know this so we've had the the process the system that we currently operate under in place for all but 50 years right the budget control act of 1974. and since that time what we're supposed to do and this is this is law this is not just if you'd like to do this is the law We're supposed to set a top line spending. So that's how much you're gonna bring into your household this year, how much you have to spend for the year. That's your top line. And then you figure out what are our payments? What's the car payment? What's the mortgage? What's the tuition payment? What is the vacation payment? And that all adds up to that top line. So that's in the form of 12 separate spending bills. We haven't passed 12 separate spending bills, Lou, since 1996. And as a matter of fact, in that almost 50 year history, it's only happened four times. We have held this speaker's feet to the fire and held his job on the line since January when he promised us and he agreed with us that we would get 12 spending bills to the floor. He's gotten five to the floor, four have passed. One was too much cuts for a bunch of my colleagues on the right, too too much savings there for them. But we still have seven to go It is a dereliction of duty, it is mismanagement, it is incompetence, or maybe it's by design. But we need to get those 12 spending bills done so the American people can see, this is how my representative voted. Why did he or she do that? So we have full transparency, but more importantly, Lou, because if the 12 bills don't get done, four people in Washington DC decide all the spending. They put it all in one big thing called an omnibus, omni everything. Bus means it's headed down the road and they dare you to vote no, because if you vote no to all the crazy spending bankrupting our country, then you're voting for shutting down the government. And, of course, the ads then in the fall write themselves as your opponents say, oh, Representative so-and-so voted to shut down the government. We shouldn't have a choice between bankruptcy and operating. We, can, we, we don't have to bankrupt ourselves, just like in a household. You just limit your spending to pay for the things you can afford but we're never given the opportunity.
0: Congressman, we know that. You know that. Most of the people in this country know that, that there has not been such a thing as regular order in in memory. Uh, There there has been no such thing as individual appropriations bills, 12 of which, as you say, are specified and required. So what we have is a corrupt Congress. Uh, So that means that Kevin McCarthy, his leadership team, the chairs of each of the committees are purposely violating the law, as you put it, because that is law, isn't it? It's law, yes, it is the law. So we have a group of renegade Republicans, maybe an entire conference full of them, because it's your call. And for some reason, no one's standing up and making that call. And what I suspect is Mitch McConnell has set his tentacles reaching deep into the leadership and right up uh, Kevin McCarthy's nose. And he's afraid that uh, McConnell's going to twist. There's something here that is terribly, terribly wrong. When we continue, I'd like, if I may, Congressman to ask you to explain to me and to the audience why Republicans impeaching the president of the United States, trying to bring the fiscal Uh, policies of this country into some sort of rationality can't do the simplest thing which is follow the law we'll be right back we're talking with congressman scott perry stay with us we'll be right back
1: you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I
0: could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're back now with the head of the Freedom Caucus, Congressman Scott Perry, great American. Uh, Congressman, how is it? That the republican party cannot organize itself around the very simple principle follow the law do what's right and best for the nation
4: each individual member lou you know votes for their district and of course their district get things out of the other districts right it's all taking from this district to give to that district whether it's earmarks as you know which were brought back i do not accept any i don't go fight for any of those Uh, but that's what it is and what they love to do is do it under the cover of, well, it was in this other bill. I didn't have any choice. And leadership knows that, the members know that. They love that circumstance because there's no accountability. And so what we've been trying to do for the better part of this year, and you're seeing the kind of culmination of that right now is, shed, is shine that spotlight and, and the, the, the disinfecting light of truth on these votes and these members so that their constituents can see. And that's what the Constitution gave us. If their constituents are gonna continue to send people that want to bankrupt the country, I can't change that. But what I can change is the fact that their constituents might not know. And so we want everybody to see every vote. Lou, I'll give you a case in point. We had an amendment on the floor to stop paying for Ukraine's sovereign debt. This is debt that was incurred by Ukraine prior to the war with Russia. That amendment failed. There were Republicans and Democrats that voted against that amendment. Keep in mind, and you know this, Lou, we're borrowing money from China to pay for Ukraine's debt. I, you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, my goodness, if we're gonna borrow anybody's borrow money from anybody to solve somebody's debt, let's at least solve our own. Citizens need to see these kind of things before they're gonna understand the swampiness and the depravity at which this rot has taken this legislature and this form of government there they have to see it in their face and that's what we're trying to show them
0: well and, and good for you in in doing so what i wonder is uh the spectacle of uh this impeachment uh the these votes to to give a an impeachable president uh everything that he asked for that that is cognitive dissonance on any level that is madness uh <laughs> writ large across the capitol hill and yet there is it seems no embarrassment there is no uh, concern and the omnibus bill is just roaring down the tracks at us isn't it do buses run down tracks i may have mixed a metaphor there but you you get the drift of what i'm saying
4: yeah well at this point that's how it's been done year after year after year but we are committed and we are firm in our resolve that we are not going to allow it now the we only have one half the equation so that's the other part of this puzzle that we have to solve so let's just say that we finally force speaker mccarthy to get all these bills on the floor and we consider them they get through etc the house has then moved 12 bills what do we do with the senate that has moved zero bills the house can't force them to right. and so So we're going to get to the end of this 45 days. Let's just say we get to the end of the 45 days. We've got our work done. We've got 12 bills at least moved through the House in some fashion. What do we do with a Senate that doesn't move any bills? How do we hold them accountable? So the only way I think we're going to be able to do it is to be able to raise the flag and say, here's the bills that we wrote. We're not interested in shutting the government down. What's the Senate doing? What is, uh, what is Chuck Schumer? And quite honestly, the Uniparty, including some of our colleagues on the, on our side of the aisle that work in the Uniparty, what oh. have they done? You know who I'm talking about, sure. um, Mitch McConnell. What have they done to move these bills so that America can see where their money is going and who's responsible for it? And, and, and I think that's what we're gonna be facing, but I think we have to be clear-eyed about that proposition and be ready for that battle, because I think it's coming.
0: Yeah. I hope it's coming. I hope it isn't just a rollover. Uh, right. I hope it's a battle. And, and I think that the Republicans, if I may say, in my judgment, th- there's a subtext here. And that just beneath every uh, Republican's chin, there, there's a there's a statement. I'm scared to death of shutting down the government. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and so... As long as the Republicans feel that way, I don't think it's like going into battle, I would assume, uh, saying, oh, my gosh, I I better not raise my head up out of this foxhole. They said charge, but here I
4: am. No, (laughs) it's actually worse than that. It's going into battle, but first sending a telegram to your enemy and letting them know that as long as they put up any resistance, you're going to be willing to surrender. No, the only reason these fights happen is when Republicans are when Republicans are in charge is because Republicans, at least some of us demand that we quit bankrupting the country. And so then you have these impasses. They always Democrats say, oh, it's, you know, shut down Republicans. It only happens when Republicans are in charge. They're not necessarily wrong about that. But they never tell you the other side of the story. The other side is, is that when Democrats are in charge, They never want to. There's not one Democrat that wants to save one penny. Their argument is over how much more to spend, but they're going to spend more every single time. That is the difference. We've got to expose this so the American people can understand it and 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 can see that their votes matter, who they send to Washington matters and what they say on the campaign trail doesn't often match what they do in Washington, D.C.,
1: but
0: again, the American people know that, Congressman. Yeah. I promise you, they actually know it. The American people are a hell of a lot smarter than they're given credit for on those acres, you know, where you reside up there now, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for a good part of the year. Uh, people understand, and the polls reflect it. Seventy percent of the American people, in some of the most important surveys of this year, acknowledge acknowledge that this is a politically motivated set of uh, indictments against Donald Trump. They're not fooling anybody. And also, the majority of people understand what the issue is in terms of who's the cause of inflation, who should be held responsible for the dysfunctional government. By the way, the ABC News, Washington Post poll, not exactly conservative uh, entities, their poll showed more Americans— by 10%, will blame the the Biden White House and the Marxist Dems for any shutdown that follows. Now, I don't know if anybody in the Republican Party's been paying attention to this or not. The Democrats are in a terrible way. And the only way they can prevail is if the if the <laughs> if the Republican conference is overwhelmed by rhino thought leaders, and the conservatives sort of say, well, you know. I've got to go educate folks because they're not as smart as I am. The truth of the matter is those people are a hell of a lot smarter than most of the congressmen in the United States uh, on on Capitol Hill. I'll put it that way. I'm talking about the Democrats, obviously, not the Republicans. Republicans are exempt from my criticism.
4: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm an equal opportunity criticizer. And and, uh, when our side doesn't get the work done in a timely fashion, their due criticism, but I would say this, there's a bunch of people rotting in jail right now and being persecuted by the federal government for uh, for the crime of obstructing an official proceeding. But when a member of the Democrat party goes and pulls the fire alarm because he wants to slow us down in Congress, somehow that's a mistake. Lou, as you know, we see that clearly for what it is. And it is this this double standard of no justice in America, where some people are connected and, and get a pass at breaking the law, and other people who barely, even maybe questionably, didn't even break the law, were invited into the Capitol, they go to jail. American people are done with that.
0: Yeah, I, I would like to hear every Republican, every Republican walk onto that floor and ask who, and, and have uh, Jamal Bowman there, just yeah. say, who, who in here is above the law? Uh, and then I would demand, I, I I think you guys are too nice. I really do. Why not hold that SOB up to, for what he is, okay? He violated a process. He obstructed official proceedings. And you know what? You guys are going to talk about that, uh, that nuanced uh, bit of irony and hypocrisy. I'd say, you know, point straight at him and say, you know what? I think this... This, uh, the sergeant at arms ought to be marching him off until we decide what's going on. But well, that's just me.
4: Federal crime. It is a federal crime, and if Lou Dobbs or. Uh, any of your friends had done it. I suspect you'd already be cooling your heels behind bars <laughs> oh, right oh,
0: now. Oh, I'd, I'd be in solitary. I'd probably be in right. Siberia by now if they got me on that one. Uh, we're talking with Scott Perry. He's the head of the Freedom Caucus, a great American and a great guy. We're coming right back with him. Just stay with us one more moment. <laughs> Back now talking with Congressman Scott Perry, and I, I just want to say, first of all, how great it's been to talk with you here today. And I know you've got a, you've got a, <laughs> you got a mess on your hands up there on Capitol That's Hill. Sure. Uh What is the Republican Party going to straighten out? Uh, you've, yeah. You know, this, I thought there'd be a deal that could be honored. I was uh, naive enough to think that with all that happened in, in the in finally negotiating the speakership that McCarthy would keep his word. Well, he's off. He's obviously a liar uh, and a two faced coward. Uh, and you guys don't want to talk un- unkindly about him, but that's what he is. Uh, why don't you why don't you throw him into the impeachment process? Get, <laughs> go, get wow. of, get, tell me this. How in the world are you gonna find leadership that can get to work for this country? Because you got you got three investigating committees and a subcommittee on weaponization. They're doing great work but there is an alarm going off right now time is running out it's running out on the budget it's running out on the on the funding of this government it's running out on those uh, on on a successful impeachment of joe biden and his uh, corrupt administration why isn't there a fire blazing right now in the in the guts of every every republican on capitol hill
4: I think there is in half of them, Lou, maybe a little less than half of them, but there's a bunch that come from these Biden districts that hear a different story when they go home and they wanna come back to Congress. They wanna get reelected and they they don't see the same things that uh, that you and I do. They're hearing different uh, uh, different input from their bosses, their constituents. I can tell you when I go home, my constituents are furious. They've had enough of the high prices. They've had enough of the persecution. They've had enough of the lawlessness by by this administration, and they want us to cut their funding and send a message to them that we are not going to abide by this. That our money's not going to be spent destroying our country. Unfortunately, like I said, we had five of these uh, spending bills on the floor. The one that did the most good was the one that didn't pass because many of my colleagues and and Lou, not one Democrat voted for it. Right? You can't count on them to do any of that. Right? But with but when you, you can't, lose you can't them, count. You
0: can't count on Republicans to do the right. But
4: thing. that's what I point. When you lose Republicans over a bill that that trims, Lou, we're gonna we're spending seven point two trillion dollars this year and taking in five trillion or five trillion in revenue. Right. So right. what what we're trying to get our conference to do instead of s- spending seven point two is to spend seven point one. It's still two point one trillion over and they're fighting us tooth and nail. They don't want to cut one thing. Most of these programs didn't even exist 20 years ago. If we became a great nation over a couple hundred years without these programs, why can't we live without them now? And even if you can't live without them, can you live without as much of them? They won't even do that. And so this is the fight that we're having over pennies, over pennies, Lou. It is, it is absurd, and it's all within our own party. Like I said, the left will not help at all. They want to spend more. Oh, and they will. They will. And they will. Yeah. And and I
0: can't wait to hear what happens when the funding is signed up and uh, Biden gets everything he asked for. I, because I think the first thing a defense attorney for the president in that impeachment inquiry, or if it does turn into impeachment proceedings, should say, why are you people even here? Yes. If, my, if my if my client the president of the united states is so corrupt so impaired so compromised why in the world did you give him 7.2 trillion dollars that was that why would you do that this makes no sense and the american people understand it and so let please my client this great faithful american who has the support of everyone in the Republican conference, or almost everyone, how could we possibly be impeached? Thank you very much. And uh, we're going home now to the White House, and you all just to <laughs> continue with your squabbling over the margin. Uh, do you see what I mean?
4: Absolutely. And, Lou, you know this probably as well, talking to other folks. We have Republican members of the Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee. They won't, they won't impeach Mayorkas. They don't want to entertain impeachment inquiry into the president. And, and it's not enough that they tell us. They go out and tell the Wall Street Journal and CNN. And, and then I got to listen to the president's spokesperson say, see, this inquiry is all, you know, it's all misguided. You know how I know? Because Republicans are saying it's misguided. Exactly. This is what I have to work with. This is this is what uh, this is what makes it. We expect that out of the left and Democrats. We don't expect that out of Republicans who can clearly see the same facts with their own eyes that Lou Dobbs and its audience can see.
0: Well, if we're seeing it, let me tell you, it's pretty obvious. And it's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious. The the fact of the matter is that we're coming up on, uh, well, we'll we'll soon be at uh, uh, 45 days, November 17th. What's going to happen in the interim? What What is going to change? What is it that, Or is it just going to be we're all sitting there waiting for the bus, the omnibus?
4: Well, you know, I guess they'll do that with Democrats because guys like me absolutely will not vote for that. The House has to pass these 12 bills to be on the moral high ground to say we have followed the law. We have upheld our promise. It's a little late, but that's where we are. And if the Senate doesn't do it, the Senate has to own this and the Senate will be responsible for shutting the government down. And then I hope we can force the Senate to eat some actual spending reductions and border security, force them to take that, force the president to sign that into law, force them to help writing the ship, even though he's only going to be here for, you know, one short but long year. Uh, he's got uh, essentially one year left, but let's force him to start doing the right thing because we have done the right thing. That's what needs to happen uh, at the end of this 45 days.
0: And uh, to that short year that you talk about, one short year, all Americans have seen the just vast damage that he has done to this country, his efforts to destroy the whole the whole kit and caboodle, as it were. Uh, He did a lot. In just a very short period of time, his first year, we're looking at millions of illegal immigrants. We're looking at trillions of dollars more in the national debt. We're looking at devastating inflation. And the list goes on. And we're talking about uh, one short year. I sure hope it's short and I hope it isn't a year either. Uh, Congressman Scott Perry, uh, we always give our guests the last word. Your your thoughts.
4: My thoughts are this, I hope the American people and Lou, your audience certainly does know that we can't keep going under the system we have where we do these omnibuses and and a few people at the top decide all our spending. The American public gets fleeced for things that they can't afford and don't want. And we go further into debt, empowering China and our other enemies. Call up your representative and say, we want to cut this spending, even if it involves things that involve my state things that program that I have participated in. It's just too much. We can't afford it or uh, my neighbor can't afford it. Maybe I can, but my neighbor can't afford it. I'm demanding that you find some savings here in this budget where we're gonna spend $2.2 trillion more than we bring in this year. It is unacceptable. Do not agree with Joe Biden. Do not agree with Chuck Schumer. Do not agree with the guy that pulled the fire alarm your own fire alarm and stop and put this fire out. Stop the uh, bankrupting of our country.
0: Congressman Scott Perry, thanks so much for being with us here. We appreciate it. And God bless you.
4: Thank you, Lou. God bless you and your audience.
0: Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Tomorrow, we're joined by the great political strategist of Trump advisor and best-selling author Roger Stone. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every weekday. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and be sure to check out the all new LouDobs.com. Thanks everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.